What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Podcasting Janitor Show. I am your host, the Podcasting Janitor himself, Nick. And I'm very excited, very, very excited about these next four weeks of episodes because we're going to be going over something that I've actually... I like to claim that I developed this. I'm not quite sure, but it's definitely something that I've adopted and I'm using and I hope to use to help other people. And it's called the Three Alls Funnel. The Three Alls ALS, like you put on the end of a word, funnel. And I'm sure if you're listening, you know what a funnel is. Also, I realize we're just jumping right into this thing. Let's go. Uh, you know, funnel, you pour, you pour water. You can use it if you're adding oil or another fluid to your car. Or, you know, it's basically, it's a wide opening at the top. Moving my hands for the, uh, the video watchers. It's a wide opening at the top that narrows down into a thin exit at the bottom. Or, I don't know what the correct terms would be for that, but you know what I'm saying. And I've developed this process for, you know, changing your mindset that this four-week series is going to cover. And I want to talk about the three alls. And then on the fourth week, I'm going to talk about how all three are intertwined and how, you know, changing your thought process with one can have a domino effect and really just help you to change your mindset in all three areas and essentially, you know, effectively totally change that part of your mindset. So this week we are covering... You know, again, the first all, because you don't start at the end. You start at the first one. It's the widest reaching. Again, I'm doing my hand motions for the video watchers. We're talking about, you know, up here. the There, up here. The opening of the funnel. It's societal. You see why I call it the three alls. So we're starting with societal. Next week will be familial. And finally, the last one will be personal. So, societal, familial, personal, this week. Of course, we're starting at the top with societal. Obviously, I think you can catch on that this is dealing with society. Which, here in America, here in America is pretty screwy right now. And... Before we kind of jump into this, what does society actually mean? Like, what's the legitimate definition of a society? Because that takes, or that is, kind of a big part of what I break society into when I look at this part. So, society, there are two definitions that I pulled from Oxford languages. The first is the aggregate of people living together in a more or less ordered community. So think like your, I guess you could say your city, or if you live, you know, in a place where tribes are still, you know, a thing, or, you know, think back when tribes were 
you know, and norm normal, they are normal, but you know, they're a more recognized family unit, living situation, whatever you like to call it. You know, that would be this first definition. Aggregate of people living together in a more or less ordered community. And the second definition is an organization or club formed for a particular purpose or activity. And I want to use that, you know, I made sure to include that second one because of the three types of society that I look at when I look at this first all. So it's, I said, you know, in my notes, world slash country. So this is kind of your culture and Culture is a big part of all three uh, types that I've just thought of. And, you know, I say culture literally, you know, because American culture is different than European culture, is different than Asian culture, and even, you know, in those, you know, continental cultures, you can break it down further. You know, there's English culture, Scottish culture, Irish culture, and then over on the Asian side, there's Japanese, Chinese, Indian, you know what I'm saying? So there's different cultures where you come from is going to have an impact on the way you view things and think about things. But also, you know, kind of, instead, you know, narrowing it down more from that, it's also your friend group and any other non-familial relationships you may have because, you know, the people you associate with, you're going to learn stuff from them, you're going to, you know, listen to them, you're going to hear their viewpoints, and maybe, depending on how long you hang out with them, they could start to sway you in one way or another with what they're talking about, what they think about, how they feel. Finally, the third uh, category in society is work. This is your workplace, culture, society, whatever you want to call it. Blech. God, I cannot speak today. Uh, a lot of us hear about, you know, culture in the workplace. And that's another thing. You know, if you're exposed to a very negative, toxic culture in your workplace, your thoughts will start to become negative and toxic and you're going to believe these things that you're told or experience or see or whatever you know you're going to be it's going to be ingrained in your mind that this is the way things are if you understand what i'm saying so those are the three things world slash country or continent your individualized cultures your friend circle, non-familial relationships, and I put non-familial relationships in there because there are people that we associate with, you know, maybe not for work, like not our coworkers, but if we volunteer somewhere, you know, we're interacting with people, but we may not necessarily be their friend. So that's why I included those non-familial relationships and then, like I said, your work culture. So those are the three types of society that kind of work on shaping our mindset and kind of showing us the world 
and they show it to us in you know 5,000 different skewed viewpoints you know some are seeing it the exact same some are seeing it a little shift and some are seeing it seeing it way way out there they might be singing singing it too god like i said i cannot speak today i'm sorry Blech. so how do these views impact ours meaning how can society have this impact on what we think and what we feel and what we say and all this stuff well really with society it's just what we're exposed to meaning you know what do we see what are we taking in both in the you know media media news media whether that's you know watching on tv reading news articles online reading in a newspaper blogs youtube videos all this stuff like you know that sort of media intake and also social media what we see people post you now and not just what our friends post you know not gorgeous lake view or something about a fight they had but you know also kind of talking outside of our friends what our society kind of prioritizes and that's the big thing is you know especially I think about in American culture, it's kind of still about the money, I would say. Or not really, not just money, but fame and how much people talk about you. I think it might be safe to say that's kind of, you know, if people are talking about you, you're successful. I think maybe it's fair to say that's kind of a feeling as to success and popularity. So what you intake as well will affect your views. If you watch a lot of news, especially right now during election season, you're exposed to, again, like 5,000 different viewpoints. Now, and especially if you associate with one political party or the other, and you watch that news channel, if you watch Fox News, you're being exposed to different stuff than CNN. And you're being exposed, on both of those, to different things than your local news station. You're being exposed to something different on there than NPR would show you or tell you, depending on whether you listen to them or read their stuff or whatever. You know, the media kind of skews it one way or another, depending on where they affiliate and align. And, you know, it's if you tend to fall towards one side or the other, your views and your thoughts and your mindset will be skewed that way simply because that's what you've been exposing yourself to. Similarly on social media, if you're you know, following a lot of athletes or models or you follow a bunch of TikTok influencers or whatever, you're being exposed to different levels of what fame and success and popularity I just air quoted all those for everyone listening you're being exposed to different sides of that depending on what you keep up with you know and then depending on what you want to do with your life 
you kind of look at them as the measuring stick. Now, obviously, nobody's going to become LeBron James. That's safe to say he was a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. But, you know, you're going to be looking at, okay, what type of you know basketball player am I? Oh, am I, you know, seven feet tall, 280 pounds? Hmm. Well, maybe I need to be looking at, you know, Shaq and the Gasol brothers and you know, all these big guys and then it becomes oh well you know those guys that I named that they're all NBA champions so does that mean my success because I look like them I play like them is based on this you know making it to the NBA and winning an NBA championship I mean I've been playing basketball my whole life I've got a division one scholarship if I don't get drafted high or if I don't get drafted at all and don't make the league, am I a failure and a screw up and I'll never amount to anything? That's kind of, you know, what happens. And I'm not saying always, but that's what can happen if you expose yourself to that and allow it to trick you into thinking that that's success. You know, because every year in the NBA, 60 guys get drafted. And if you don't make that 60, your chances of making the roster are very slim unless you just got skipped over and you blow up in the G League and every team is clamoring to sign you. Basically, what I'm saying is, yet again, I've said a few times now, what you expose yourself to is what's going to shape your mindset. If you don't want to view, or if you don't want to feel as though society is pressuring you to become, you know, this person, maybe don't solely look at, you know, their stuff, but, you know, learn to become your own player, if that makes sense. Like, for me, with when I play basketball, with the old guys, because I'm not Definitely not good enough to play with, you know, in a rec league or anything. What I've done with myself is I've never limited my thoughts on what type of player can I be to my body size. Because I'm 6 foot, 270, 280, I'm not quite sure. And it's like, well, there are no point guards that are that big. You know, there are centers that big. But I'm also one of the taller guys when I play, because I play against guys that range from like 5 six to six four so it's like hmm well I need to become well-rounded and you know how many NBA players can you name that play you know defense well and pass well and rebound well and can post you up and can do you know different things there's not many which for me says, hey, I don't really need to be comparing myself to these players. I didn't have to anyways because I'm not playing college basketball trying to make it to the NBA. But I'm not, you know, saying this is what I need to be. I'm saying, well, I can work on this guy's skill and this guy's skill and this guy's skill. Put my own little spice on it and that's my style of basketball. 
And I know that really doesn't make much sense, but what I'm saying is, you know, I'm a big I'm a big NBA fan, big basketball fan in general, college too. But I've also learned that just because I, you know, I like it, I play it, I'm not that good at it, doesn't mean I'm a failure because there are other things in life that I can contribute to. You know, if you look at the players that weren't really the greatest, like, you know, they weren't household names, not Hall of Famers, didn't really do much with their careers, a lot of them went on to be coaches, even. You know, and it's like, you're gonna find a place to fit in just because society might say, oh, I'm sorry, who are you? You know, oh, you're the 13th man on the roster. Yeah, I don't care about you. Doesn't mean your value should come from what these people think about the fact that you played a grand total of 500 minutes in your career. I know I just used something totally out of the blue that's not applicable to everybody, but what I'm saying is society has these thoughts on what's successful and perfect. You know, uh, for those of us who struggle with body image, you know, women, you're exposed to these size zero models that are roughly yay wide and, you know, bikini models and Victoria's Secret models and all this and, you know, sometimes that's just kind of shoved in your face like, this is what the perfect woman looks like. And then you've got to... I'll fight against that and it's usually a losing battle and say uh, I don't need to be a size zero to look good I can you know I don't have to be that tiny and have people think that I look good because everybody's view of what looks good is different you know you it's so easy to base you know what we think is good on what the media, you know, like I'm talking about social media, where it just kind of plasters all over our screens, or, you know, it says repeatedly and it gets drummed into our ears and all this stuff, and it's so easy to say, oh, well, everybody's saying that this is attractive, I need to be this, when in fact your body size maybe is like this, and guess what? People still find that attractive people still find you attractive. What I'm saying is don't base your merits off of these people who have no saying in any other aspect of your life. And that's why I think, you know, I always start with societal. To me, societal is the easiest of the three to break free from and rewrite in our minds because everybody, you know, or everything that you're looking at coming into contact with, you know, via societal means, is at the distance of this camera to me, or, you know, my voice to you. You could be listening to this in a brand, you know, brand new, in a totally different country, and this is the only contact we have, is you hearing my voice every Tuesday. I'm not going to have a huge impact on your life, because I'm not technically in your life. Yet, we always think that we need to measure up to society's ideals, quote-unquote, because we see it constantly. 
That's not the case. These people that you compare yourself to couldn't give a crap about you sometimes, or they just flat out don't know who you are, so why are you comparing yourselves to them or comparing yourselves to what the media says is success? You know, why do you care what these people think when if you write a comment to them, 95% of the time they won't write back to you because they won't see it buried under all the other comments. So, how can you handle this? Well, either expose yourself to different kinds of media. You know, let's say you're a political person and you're really getting tired of how both sides are kind of skewing things and you just want the news. You don't want the Fox News or the CNN News. You just want the news. Look into some, you know, not unaffiliated or moderate-leaning news sources. You know, I mentioned NPR. I saw this graph that listed everything from ultra-left-leaning to ultra-right-leaning and from super analytical to this is just clickbait. And NPR literally falls right in the middle of everything. So, start there. Start reading their stuff. See what you think. Because maybe you're going to see stuff from both sides of the aisle that you agree with. You know, both viewpoints that you couldn't get by looking at both viewpoints because both viewpoints are, you know, they're conflicting with each other because they're half the time, it seems like, attacking one another. And so that's how you could, you know, change your views or expose yourself to other models. And I mean that, like, you know, look into other, you know, models. Don't just look at these, you know, quote-unquote sexy Victoria's Secret models or whatever, you know, whoever you're into. Like, look into other body shapes, other sizes, and realize that it's not just this that's attractive, it's every shape that's attractive. And you're going to find people that look very similar to you who are viewed as beautiful, and it's like, oh, well, I don't need to be this size here. Oh, I can just be me, and I can look into, you know, these modeling agencies that work with people, you know, that size, reach out to that person that you're looking, you're, you know, seeing, and be like, how did you get into the business? Stuff like that. Basically, what I'm saying is don't, you know, I sound like a, like a hippie, but don't conform <laughs> to society's views. Have your own views. Form your own views. Don't allow people to form them for you. And if you have allowed people to form them for you, which is okay, and you want to break free, start looking at other things. You know, Google, you know, like, moderate news sources. Or, you know, look at NPR. Look for that graphic that I talked about. I wish I could find it. You know, look at all of these different things and realize that success or fame, popularity, whatever it is that you're looking for, comes in a variety of ways. And 
just because you're not doing it like these popular people are doesn't mean you're not successful. You don't have to make $50 million a year to be successful. You can make $50,000 a year and still be successful and be happy with your life. And that's awesome. So my advice to you is, again, just look into different things. Don't focus on what your friends think about or what your friends talk about or what you know your culture that you're living in talks about or you know your workplace don't allow their thoughts and feelings that you hear from these people that you see for 8 hours a day or however long you work for influence you so easier said than done i know but for those of you who are like you know dug in that hole and you're trying to work your way out it will take more time for those of you who you know maybe you're starting to slide in and you want to catch yourself it's not going to take you as long either way it doesn't matter you're working towards bettering yourself so that's all i got thank you all so much for listening to this one Next week, we will talk about the second all, which is familial, which, the familial, family, it's all about your family. Now, this one is a little more difficult to break free from, but it's still possible. So thank you all so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, because I know we've got a lot of Apple Podcast listeners. If you could drop me a rating and a review over there, that would be spectacular. You will also be, if you do that, posted on our pod page website. Because I can post the reviews on there because it's linked. So you could be showing up front page. Or, not really front page, but there's a tab about reviews that you would show up on. Also, I would post you on our Instagram, which I need to do more of uh, posting reviews. Also, you can check out the link in our bio on all social media. If you want to find us on social media, it's just at Show or the Podcasting Janitor. But if you look at the link in our bio, linktr.ee slash podjanshow, you'll find literally everywhere that we are located at. So... It's a good place to start and you can also drop us a like or a follow or whatever on those social medias as well that'd be greatly appreciated so as always don't just have a good day have a great day week month year lifetime whatever it is this is the podcasting janitor himself signing off